To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. I'm trying to get crazy with this thing. Don't you know I'm local? Oh, what happened to me? That's okay. That's all right. We can roll with it. We can reen with it, rock with it. You, anyways, Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Shout out to everybody on Twitch.tv slash PositiveSarcasm1. Uh, don't forget the one. I don't know who the zero guy is, but he can kiss my ass. You can find me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Minds.com. Minds.com. Uh, my username there is Positive Sarcasm. It is so nice to meet you. How are you today? I've got the, uh, I'm repping the North Face uh, green jacket today. It's in a, it's in a size medium. It was uh, free because uh, I'm not going to pay like $90 for a fucking jacket. Um, well, a North Face one. North Face ones are just overpriced members only jackets. That's all they really are. Let me get this big freaking angled dick out of the way so people can see me on Twitch stream so they can talk more shit about me. Shout out to all you Twitch streamers, whomever the hell you are. I have no idea what you are. If you want to join in, you can Q&A me throughout my stupid-ass articles, through my stupid-ass movie reviews, through my stupid-ass commentary. I appreciate you all listening, watching, stopping in, no matter how long, no matter how quiet you are. If you have any questions or uh, questions or comments throughout the entire podcast bra- uh, live stream, you can just, you can just well, you know, you're on Twitch, just chat away. Or if you want to hit me up directly, you can go to positivesarcasmoutlook.com. You can uh, hit me up there. Go to the contact page at Positive Sarcasm. You can slide in my DMs on facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can by simply going to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Anyways, I need to I, – I am not selling myself very well. I definitely did not sell myself very well last week because in the last 10 minutes I of last week's podcast – I straight up fell asleep. No, no shit. If you were paying attention, okay, on um, maybe, maybe in uh, if you were listening to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and pretty much any other downloadable RSS feed. Uh, if you were listening, which you probably weren't, um, <laughs> I was doing a movie review of Valerian. The which I've also retitled uh, "Movie of a Thousand Plot Points," useless plot points that is, and I was trying to get all this stuff uh, off. It's but it's it sounded like to the normal listener that I was basically just doing a bad movie review, but to the Twitch streamers, I my eyes were shutting in and off, uh, on and off rapidly. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure what was going on. I was drinking coffee as I normally do. Uh, I got the Peruvian organic blend, by the way, iced. With some coconut cream. Because spring is here. Spring is here. So, I started off in the movie review, finishing strong with all the strong articles I had. And the next thing I know, I just started to drift off into La La Land. I don't know what happened. I addressed it right away on the podcast, the fact that I was falling asleep. I don't know what's the matter. what was the matter with me. I'm not sure why it happened. I am sorry. It's the one of the, the, one of the things I am sorry for is the fact that I was... As I was talking, it, whatever, I just started to fall asleep. So I got through it. I finished everything up. I rambled on as I normally did and we got through it. 
So sorry to those who are wondering what the hell was the matter with me. Was I having a stroke? Uh, most likely. Uh, but hey, we're champions and we pull through. If you are watching on, on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm, I am sporting an awful lot more facial hair than normal this week. Uh, for those of you who love it, congratulations. You get a little special edition this week of the, the roughage on my Jew face. However, it will be gone as of Sunday. It goes away. You know, it's the New York Yankees code. Clean it up. Clean it up, son. So that's all going to go away. I'll shave I'll shave this whole shit show off for a week. But let my skin grow, let my skin grow out. <sighs> let my hair grow out a little bit to get the pores open, let everything clean itself out. And then we'll just it's all going to come off Sunday. Um it's it's different. It's not too bad. Get out of here. I don't care about freaking what is it? All of a sudden, Yahoo News showing up on my goddamn news feed. When have I ever cared about anything that Yahoo ever did? Okay. Um, plus, I don't really watch the news anymore. Unless it's like Philip DeFranco, you know, but I'm trying to take those things with a grain of salt. But yeah, I fell asleep last week. It, that tells you a lot about the movie, how bad it was. I was not excited for it. This week's movie review, we definitely got something legit. Something you've been waiting for. Not necessarily a review from me, but the movie you've been waiting for. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I also got about five articles today I want to go over. Um, we already talked about the fact that I fell asleep in last week's podcast. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, but if you want to ask me any other questions or concerns about anything, anything, you can hit me up directly through the Twitch stream or on Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm, which I don't have up at the moment, but that's okay. I get automatic notifications if somebody's sliding in my DMs. Hold on. Let me get a sip of this. Mm. So the coffee this week. Uh, is your stomach growling? Oh, is this fat gug again? Uh, is my stomach growling? No, it's not. You asked me this, you son of a bitch. You asked me this, I swear, like three podcasts ago. And I responded by saying no, and I actually tried to listen to it. I even think I took the microphone and stuck it up to my stomach. No, my, my stomach is not growling. I've eaten plenty today. Why am I pointing at a phone? Pointing at you, motherfucker. Uh, my stomach is not growling. Ask a better question. It's probably a family member. Douche. Hate my family. Hate my family. <laughs> mm. Okay. Few culinary tips. <laughs> uh, most coffees nowadays are fair. Are most coffee? Coffee. How's your coffee? Are fair trade coffees, okay? A lot of them even say, or they'll have labeling on them that'll say fair trade. As far as like Folgers crystals and shit like that, I'm not sure that's fair trade. Um, no, I'm not doing it again. I'm not putting my microphone up to my stomach again. This is FYTGUG on uh, Twitch stream, and I'm not doing it again. JK, JK, exactly. JK, JK, don't do it again. Again, or I'll, I don't even know how to block people. Actually, yeah, I do know how to block people on this thing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it right now. The other person was a douche. You're just being a douche. A slight, you're douche light. Like Bud Light, you're douche light. So douche lights are allowed to hang around. But come up with better stuff. Not this open mic bullshit. Um, what was I talking about? No fucking idea. Oh, okay. So most coffees are fair trade dark roast. Most coffees are fair trade. So you can go and get like a, a pretty good decent roast for like, if you just pay like four or five bucks for like, what is it? Like a 32 ounce baggie. 
like a baggie. Those are mostly fair trade. Javalia, I think, is fair trade. Massimo is fair trade. Uh, I don't. Here's the thing: Cafe Bustello, which usually runs this this freaking podcast, I'm not sure if that's fair trade. Uh, I'd have to look into that actually. That's been a long time uh, favorite in diner coffees. But this week is a Peruvian. The Peruvians actually make good shit. They got good product. It's a Peruvian dark roast with this with this coconut slash almond cream. And it's actually quite good. It's far less calories. Um, it is less creamier than heavy cream, but it's far less calories than heavy cream. So about two tablespoons gets you about 15 calories. Well, I think that in heavy cream, it's like 150. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, if you are watching your calories, this is actually not that bad. It's got a slight vanilla taste to it. There's really no sugar in it either. They don't add any additional sugar. Nice light gives it, you know, gives it your iced coffee a little bit of vibrance. Mm. If you're wondering, yes, this is a ball jar. A standard mason jar. What I did was I took the plastic cover and I literally just took a lighter to it. So if you have a, a, a ball jar or any type of jar that has a plastic uh, top to it, just take a lighter and put it under the right under the middle of it and just set, and just light it. And eventually the, the, the plastic, I don't know if the plastic melting thing is, is healthy for you, but once it dries, you get a night, you, oh, you just light it until a hole opens up in the middle of it. And then you can just take a straw, drop it right into into your mason jar, and boom, you've got an, uh, an iced coffee mug. And you can take it with you wherever. That's the thing. As I was looking for an iced coffee thing, I wanted to take an iced coffee with me on my travels to Never Never Land, and I didn't have anything to transport it in. So I didn't want to go out and buy something like 4 or $5 only to watch it fucking break. So I grabbed this from the shelf, because I usually put stuff in it, and I just melted the top in it. And then boom, there you go. Nice little cover. I got ton- of, tons of Starbucks straws for my from my refugee moment of uh, fleeing from Starbucks, I grabbed a whole bunch of straws and left. Mm-mm. So, that's culinary tip number one. Burn a hole in the plastic and you're good to go. Number two, if you're a shitty cook, I'm going to make it really simple for you. Say you're a shitty cook, which, pinch, sorry, or you're just not an active cook or you don't want to be active with your food. Here's an easy tip. If you want to save money, something inexpensive that will produce a good quantity of meat just meat meat okay go go to the store grab yourself a pork roast pork roasts are one of the least expensive uh lean cuts that you can get it's got the right amount of fat it's got the right amount of flavor it's a huge chunk of meat you can get them anywhere between like four and twelve bucks depending upon the size of the people you know people you're feeding and you don't have to do a lot to prep it just literally if you want it done in, a, in a t- about two or th- two and a half hours 350 degrees if you want it, if you just you got plenty of time, you can just want to leave it in the oven. Yes, you could throw it in a crock pot, but a crock pot actually might make will pull the fat out of the meat, and then you're left with the dry meat that you have to reestablish, you know, oils and stuff with that. But if you throw it in a an aluminum foil, then you just take any seasoning you want. I don't care; it could be fucking maple syrup. I don't care what it is. Just take your favorite flavor and go. I bet this would taste good. And just put it on top of the, of this pork roast. Let's say it's like, I don't know, three pounds. And then you just take it, you just cover the top of it. And then you just wrap it in aluminum foil. You throw it on a pan. You toss it in the oven at 275 degrees and just leave it there. See in, I don't know, three hours. And then one, and then just take it out. It'll be done. Trust me. In three hours, it'll be done. And then you just leave it on the stove. Take it out, leave it on the stove. You want to let the meat rest it's really important that any meat you cook, no matter what you're doing, you want the meat to rest. 
Okay, the meat tastes so much different, so much better if you do that. But it's not a difficult task. You literally just take it out, leave it on the stove. About you know thirty minutes later, it'll cool down. The meat will be perfect, and that's it. That's all you have to do. And then you can just slice the meat and serve it, or do whatever you want with it. If you do, if you want to get creative, you can char it on the outside. So fry it on the outside, and then just toss it into the oven that way, like the same way, wrapped in aluminum foil, and we'll lock the juices inside the actual meat, where you get much a much bolder flavor. So just basically, hot pan, you know, up down whatever. And most of the juices will stay inside the meat instead of just having the aluminum foil protect it. So you get a much bolder flavor that way. Um, so that's one way of doing it. So that's for that. And then you can just throw some frozen vegetables in a frying pan with a little bit of oil, a little bit of garlic, and some seasoning and some salt. Always salt. And then you're done. That's the easiest way. Cooking is so friggin' easy, I swear to you. Okay? But then, boom. You can make plenty of iced coffees that way. I usually... Whatever I have left over from the grounds, the water that's in the grounds of my iced coffee, I pour that into a jar and I toss it in the fridge. And then a few hours later, I could just add ice and a little bit of cream and I got an iced coffee. I don't have to run down to friggin' Aroma Joe's. I have Aroma Joe's here, which is like right down the street from me. And for like three bucks, I can have a really super duper iced coffee. Don't kid yourself, fool. Uh, let's see. Who's that? Wowlord85. Sounds like sex with a straw. How do you have sex with a straw? Are we talking about the iced coffee? You better be. Uh, shout out to Fat Gug on in, on Twitch stream and Wow Lord eighty five. Wow Lord eighty five. I always wondered what how people come up with their usernames. Like my username, I used to have. You tell me. I'm not telling you. You didn't ask me a question. Um. I always wonder where people come up with their usernames. I'm quoting you. That's good. Guess who I am? I know who you are. I don't care if you're family. You, you fuck off. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. Like everybody has. I, my username. Let's see. My I had a couple usernames. My high school. A random African god whispered it to me. Mori nine one two. A random African god whispered it to me. You've been listening to way too much Toto Africa. I was in high school. I had a license plate that said Yanksta. Y N K S T A. That ended up being a username for some of my uh, for some of my online fighting games. But my original one was Riddlin Boy. It was basically Riddlin only spelled with a D instead of a T. It was um, yeah. And I that's that was my username for pretty much everything. It was a funny name for. Uh, why was it Riddlin' Boy? Because I used to be fucking fed Riddlin' by the spoonful when I was a kid. No wonder I'm all messed up. Um, so I just decided that that was going to be my username. And that was one. Uh, the Jackal was when I played Modern Warfare. And then, was it the Jackal? Jackal. Jackal? It's a Jackal. Yes, it was the Jackal. Um, and then for PlayStation 4, for the rest of the PlayStation 4 and for... Fantasy football? Yes, I used to play fantasy football. I was the Grundle Huggers. <laughs> the Grundle Huggers. The Grundle Huggers was specifically reserved for fantasy football, but it eventually made its way over to, um, uh, I think, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. But yeah, I always like to see people as like, where'd you get, where'd you get these freaking usernames? I think like anything, any like anything else, you should put effort into the. If your username, it should have some effort, it should have some history, it should have some plot to it as to why you're named that way. It shouldn't just be like, you know, you know, 
Mooch Killer 47. That's just fucking stupid. Somebody's going to take that, by the way. Uh, let's see. Mori912 responds, mine is from a book, and it means death in Latin. Okay. So why are you telling me this? Uh, let's see. Something God 85. Newest ep- episode on iTunes shortly after you're plugging your intro. Into. Intro? Unto. Yep, well. Nobody said you were a spelling genius, bro. Okay. I got a bunch of articles I want to get into shortly. This has been a fun week. You asked how people pick usernames. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. Mori912, a random Africa god whispered to me. Mine is from a book that means death in Latin. Uh, that is your username. Mori912. So Mori means death in Latin. So you're death912. So why won't you just be death912? Or deceased 9112. Or wait a minute. Why wouldn't you be Maury 9187? 187 is a, mur- is a murder code, a-, a police murder code, a police homicide code in uh, in Los Angeles. So why wouldn't you pick that? What's 912? Is that like Canada? Do people get murdered in Canada? Do you guys have killers in me? I don't, I don't see how that works. Uh, anyways. So yeah, you can... T- <laughs> I've been shooting... Uh, I've been starting to shoot a... If you haven't been following me on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, I've been dropping some slight hints in the timeline about the new project I've been working on, Disconnect. Uh, Disconnect started with, let's see, yesterday I was doing, I've been shooting a a lot of still video of random pieces of technology sitting in in woodland type areas or, or forest or remote areas. So like, for example, a laptop sitting in the middle of like a dirt pit. Uh, there's nothing around. You just see the trees. It's really serene and quiet, but then there's like this piece of technology. And the one I shot today uh, that I just wrapped with was a DirecTV or a cable a cable box. I don't know, a cable box connection to all the news and all that other BS. So I, connect, I did that today in another location, and then I needed to, in order to finish shooting that, I had to take, I had to go get a sledgehammer. Because all this technology that I'm showcasing in this video is getting destroyed in one creative way or, or one creative form or another. This one required a sledgehammer. And I took a sledgehammer to a DVR and I wondered how would it bounce? Would the aluminum make the, the uh, sledgehammer bounce off or would it just shatter or what happened to you? The first hit, the first hit went right through the aluminum. like a, It plunged a hole right through it. The second one just bent the whole thing through. And the third one made the front end, the front uh, plate just pop right off. And then I just beat the shit out of it. And it was great. And I got it all. I got some of it in slow motion. And I got others on regular camera. So, And then the laptop, at least one of them, is going to get lit on fire. And then a desktop computer is going to get thrown off a cliff. I got to figure out how to... Um, shoot that safely i'm gonna need some help because i'm gonna have multiple cameras running i'm gonna have a slow motion camera uh a drone and at least one other camera obviously filming and then the drone in the air will be cool and then let's see what else oh yeah the cell phone's gonna get golf clubbed so i'm gonna have all these video all the video of these pieces of technology being destroyed and then it's it's the idea is to disconnect how connected do you want to be it's it's ruining us so there has to be a balance and sometimes we have to go backwards to go in order to go forwards one step backwards in order to go two steps forward because sometimes i'm surrounded by technology i've got three laptops running in front of me right now you can't even notice it 
and of course the live stream itself. Okay. But the idea is it's one hour a week. I can disconnect from it. All right. I can disconnect from it. I can go and jump in my car and take a nice drive and breathe in the fresh air. And, t- and I want to talk to my friends. I don't want to be stuck in tags on Instagram. I don't want to be constantly live streaming. I want to be constantly doing the things that I want to do that don't necessarily have me plugged in 24-7. It's not healthy, especially with seeing the, a lot of what I saw on Twitter today. People going after Sam Harris, which is allowing me to, which is going to help me jump into another article. You know them calling him a white supremacist. This motherfucker has a Jewish heritage. He's a neuroscientist, okay? And you think this guy's a white supremacist? Ho, oh, please. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're just stating this because this is what you heard on some short news segment. This is a guy who's more than willing to talk to anybody and sit down with just about anyone, and you're not giving him any credit. This is the idea: is people are absorbing too much misinformation. It's no longer you're no longer connected to information. You're now getting a shit ton of misinformation, and you've got to be able to pull back from that and talk to people. Just talk to people face to face, not on Skype. You know, or or, or sell, You know, I prefer you not do it via telephone call, but if you can, at least there can be some long form, longer form conversation. But go meet with people and talk to them and get their views and their ideas and things like that, so that. You guys can communicate on a on a real human level instead of just arguing with people on Instagram or or on freaking Facebook or Twitter twenty four seven. It's not healthy, and I I saw a lot of that today, and I just had to disconnect for the most part, at least from Twitter. You know, Twitter is definitely I think as Dan Patrick said it, Twitter is a loaded gun, absolutely, and people are pulling that fucking trigger every single day. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's see, Mori912, since it is from a book and the 912 is the start of my area code where I lived and I'm from Sweden, I don't know American police codes. You're from Sweden? Hmm. I know, okay, so Sweden is one of those countries that was built on capitalism, but they have a lot of social, they have a high tax bracket. They're a different, they're a different crew. Well, Mori912, welcome to the live stream. If you are still here, uh, I would like to ask you because you've been, there's been a lot on the news lately, a lot about the immigration issue. If it is an issue, please clarify it for me because uh, Europe is one of those countries that's been doing a lot of mass immigration. Uh, so, Mori912, welcome to the live stream. Can you please inquire if you have had any experience or if you have any thoughts on the – and I don't know you at all, so I don't know your political thoughts, opinions. I just want to know since we have just first communicated if you have th- if you have any idea of what actually is going on as far as immigration in your country. Because I know there was a lot of mass immigration to Europe. So if you want to enlighten us as far as just a little bit, because maybe we can expand upon it at a later date. Is the mass immigration an issue there? Okay. Yeah, it is an issue. Okay. So are okay, so all right, he's including rape, gang rape, mugging, violence, rape, gang rape, mugging, violence in general has spiked. Okay, so he just repeated himself. So rape, gang rape, mugging, overall violence in general, has spiked. Now, is it spiked due to the Swedish culture? Or has it spiked due to, is it mostly immigrant violence that's causing this spike? And is it a small spike or is it a large spike? And, okay, so that's two questions. I'll repeat them happily for you if you want. Um, the third one, is it being is it being reported on enough? And is anything being done by local, state, and federal authorities to combat it. So, I mean, you can take your time, respond to those if you want. Uh, 
just want to get a sense of idea. So so far, this is a person from this is a person from Sweden. Okay, they I asked him, is the immigration uh, an issue there? And and yes, it has. There's been a huge spike in crime. So or a spike in crime. Right now, he's probably replying to find out how how much of a spike. So I want to know a little bit more about that. You know, I'd rather talk to the people. I'd rather not just be regurgitating what I'm hearing from, you know, shit on YouTube because I don't know if I'm getting the right information. So if I'm talking from somebody who actually lives in Sweden or lives in another country or lives in another state or lives in another town, the information I'm getting from them may be a little more valid. Okay. So, if I mean, simply put, yeah, it is an issue. Uh, Logic 85 uh, that's the Illuminati symbol. Illuminati symbol. Uh, I hear you, Smalls. Um, I don't think it's Illuminati. There's a lot of secret societies. I know. There, dude, there's a crazy. If you guys, speaking of YouTube, if you guys go on YouTube and you look up, uh, we're gonna about, we're about to go Joe Rogan here. If you go go and look up uh, John F. Kennedy secret societies, and he does a whole speech on it. So you definitely go check that out. Uh, Maury nine one two. I'm gonna get to. Uh, I'm going to respond to whatever you come back to me with in just a moment. I want to get through a, I want to get through a couple articles that I have taken a time. Actually, there's a book I've been reading. I mentioned it a while ago because, uh, as you guys know, have as you guys know, I've been working with uh, people from the South Sudan, and I wanted to get some stuff about. Uh, get some more information about what is going on in South Sudan as far as their case for you know getting their you know lamest terms, getting their shit together. And I noticed that there's a lot of talk about China, okay, in this book. You know, uh, buying oil, initial investments, uh, loans, basically a lot of money coming from China. Because South Sudan has a, if you want to look at the look at the book, it's by a guy named uh, Dr. Adis Ababa. It's called Impact of Political Stability on Economic Development. And I've been checking out this book and I noticed a lot of stuff about infrastructure, oil, and China. China buying a lot of oil. And here's the thing. The reason that doing is not as not as doing not doing as much business in the United States is because there was a lot of embargoes, a lot of sanctions. Because it was a chaos area for the longest time and still is. But I think I would think if all the refugees and immigrants are coming to the United States. How about the friggin' instead of going to China and focusing on the book, the book focuses a lot on getting initial investments from China. China just wants your oil. If the oil wasn't there, China wouldn't want anything to do with you. And America doesn't need your fucking oil. So why don't you go ahead? And how many immigrants and refugees has China taken in from the South Sudan? I would have looked at that number earlier, but I can guess to you it's probably zero. I'd be awfully surprised if it wasn't. Even though they are good Christian folk, the South Sudanese are, I severely doubt that China has taken in any refugees from the South Sudan. And absolutely, the United States has. I know. I speak to them all the time. So the idea that what you, what, if the South Sudan wants to become a legitimate country with pure capitalism and work with the Kenyans and have a real good place in the world, I don't think they need to be chatting too much with China and having China have a stranglehold on their economy. Whereas I think the United States should be throwing a bone a little bit more, saying, okay, we see your sanctions, we're going to get our shit together, we're going to work with you guys, and you guys are going to bring us business, you're going to invest in us, and I think you're going to be much better off that way. Okay, I would much rather, you would, I think, as a, in my opinion, the South Sudan would be much better off if the U.S. had was more of a stakeholder in that country than China was. Because the United States, okay, 
our friendlies, we have we're friendlies in Israel, we have friendlies in Europe, we have friendlies in South America, okay, we have friendlies in Australia, and we're the United States, okay? Little different. So as far as China, China's North Korea and Russia and what, Venezuela and Cuba? Okay. See the port see see the tilt? I think you'd much better be better off focusing on trying to get investments from the people of the United States. Imagine the amount of money you could generate that way. Okay. I know you want to sell your oil, but believe me, if you have oil, somebody's gonna buy it. I guarantee it. Anybody will buy it if you have it. All right. Um Mori nine re responding to Mori nine one two. I didn't want to get too far off from Mori nine one two, who is from Sweden. I asked him about the immigrant thing. He uh the overall spike in violence. It is immigrants, and the spike is high. In uh, rape is about three hundred percent. Murder spiked with about ninety percent of the government has done its best to hide it, but the facts always find its way out. The problem is we get adults who threw away their passports, and they were under eighteen. We just believe them, and so the people who do the doing the crimes hardly get any jail time. So if they okay, so if they don't have passports. So they wait. They they throw away their passports. They don't have any ID on them. Wait, we know where they came from, right? They didn't just fucking show up in a boat. You don't just show up in a boat to Sweden. They had to come from somewhere. They got on a plane, came here. Where'd they come from? And if they don't have passports, then they don't have legal identification. So they're not legal immigrants. They're not legal refugees. They're not legal anything. You have no freaking. Is this a preventing you guys from getting rid of them? So if they're doing these, if they if they are have if they've committed a crime, okay. Let me just re, I'm gonna reread this. Adults who threw away their passports and said they were under 18. We just believed them, so the people doing the crimes hardly get any jail time. Well, then again, they shouldn't be in the country. Then we should just send you guys should just send them back. Okay, that's the way it should work. If somebody in if somebody in a country who is not from that country commits a anything above a felony, they should go, get them out. Okay. You come here to adapt to our society and be a contributing member to a society, and then you go ahead and you commit a crime, you're out. Minor misdemeanors may be forgivable, but high-end misdemeanors and any kind of, and any type of felony whatsoever, you're gone. Get out. Back on a plane, get the fuck out. I don't care where we I don't even care where we send you. Whatever your origins origins are, we're not even talking about illegal immigrant. We're not even talking about illegal immigration crossing the border completely, no crime, criminal record whatsoever. We're talking about somebody who came here, whether legally or illegally, and committed a crime. You do that, you're gone. Get out. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Mori nine one two responds. No, we make them legal since our government has a huge fear of being called racist. Well, here's the pro. Okay, I understand that, but here's the problem. You're Sweden. You shouldn't give a fuck. Okay? We know. You're all blonde white people. We get it. So what? What, what do you care? Who's going to call you racist? What does it matter? You're Sweden. You have your own infrastructure. You have your own tourism economy. You have your, 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 your own exports. You're your own solid country. You, re you rely on no one. What do, you, what do you care? What do you care what anybody calls you? You're fucking Swedish. You're better than the U.S. Your your people overall are better than the U.S. You put you put up with so much more socialistic bullshit than we do. Okay, a lot of a lot of your money comes out in taxes. And what? Somebody's gonna call you racist? What is some fucking professor uh, in Portland State University in the United States gonna call you racist? Who cares? They don't matter to you. You're Sweden. 
Do whatever you want, okay? Whatever is the best for your people. Uh, let's see. We make them legal since our government has a huge fire. Eh. Maury912 responds. We had a guy rape and kill a 12-year-old. Oh, this, got, this got dark real quick. We had a guy rape and kill a 12-year-old. He got three months in jail and wasn't deported. Syrian refugees should tell you about how it works. Okay. The yeah, Syrian refugees. Yeah, and a lot of them are males. That's the problem. We have a lot of Syrian refugees as well. Uh, a lot of them are good people, you know. But I just, I'm getting sick and tired of the fact that we're not doing anything to better these countries. You know, like we shouldn't interfere. Well, somebody's going to interfere, you know. The idea is if you're going to, if, if you're going to be, if we're going to be gracious enough as a country, if any country is going to be gracious enough to bring people in from a horrible, hor horrible situation, that is Syria. Okay. You need to adapt to us. And there's a timeline for that. Okay. You, there is a timeline for that. And if you can't adapt to us, you need to go back. Okay. Everybody, Jews came here adapted italians came here they adapted irish came here they adapted latinos came here they adapted okay you know the they all adapted to the united states they have their own flavor they have their own way of doing things in a lot of ways but they adapted they understand how capitalism works that's how it should be more 912 the right wing is growing massively here since all the leftist uh since all the leftist stuff is going on um, that's the, that's the scary thing right now. See, obviously if you get a re reactionary and overreaction, I guess we're going to talk political. Well, it's not really political. It's more cultural than anything, which the two go hand in hand, but it sucks because when you don't listen to one side of the, uh, of the political or cultural spectrum, like for example, if you don't listen to the left, the left is primarily the reason they are designed is for civil liberties. Civil liberties are important because there's a lot of injustices in the world that need to be paid attention to. And those in the in the Democrats or Democratic or more left-wing groups, it's important for them to be listened to because when there's massive inequality, they can flip the entire system right over. So the idea is that you need them. You need to you need to remember about the people on the bottom. You always need to remember the people on the bottom because statistically, according to the military IQ ratio, there is about 10% of the population that just can't do anything. All right, they're completely fucking useless. But the idea is that that's not what we're talking about. That, that is sort of what we're talking about, but not really. The idea is that you have to listen to them because the civil liberties are important because there's a lot of times there are injustices about what's going on. So if you don't listen to the left and you, you do listen to them and you allow them to speak their minds with facts and information that helps us do a better job as a whole, as a country, then things are good. But, you know, in the hippie movement, you had extremists. You had the weathermen. Okay, you had the Black Panthers. You had, you know, reactionary civil liberty groups. Now we're getting, because of all this immigration policy coming in, from the left, the left saying, come on in, come on in, come on in. We'll take in everybody. We need diversity and inclusion. Now all of a sudden it's, um, you're getting reactionary right because nobody's listening to them. Anybody who says we should really talk about immigration automatically gets called a racist. The next thing you know, the reactionary right which we know what that looks like, okay? There's such thing as the left is known about giving and then there's giving too much. The right is all about protecting and then there is overprotection, okay? We start talking about white nationalism and stuff like that. Not about being white and being a nationalist, being a nationalist, nationalistic person who only wants to see an Aryan type of race. That's called Nazi Germany. We know what happened there. 
Um, but then you get the overreactionary right because they said we should do something about it because the government will not do it for us. Uh, Mori912, the right wing is growing massively here since the leftists. Some of the biggest politicians, Swedish politicians, quote, Sweden isn't for Swedes. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, not sure what to tell you about that. I mean, I mean, dude, I feel for you. It fucking sucks. We're kind of having that problem here right now. We are quickly moving towards, and we are quickly moving towards Nazi Germany. Do you really think so? Do you really, do you really think so? Well, maybe I, sh I'm not doubt. I shouldn't doubt you. Okay, you live there. I don't. Um, I, I'm. It sucks to hear that you're moving towards that. Um, but remember, when you talk about Nazi Germany, that was about the Jews. Okay, they just, you know, was it well not just not primarily about the Jews. It was anybody they not saw as Aryan, as of pure blood. Okay, and that wasn't just the Jews. It was other people they didn't see fit. Anybody just who just looked off or useless. Um, so okay, I can I can kind of see where you're going with that. The idea though is. That happening again, that idea of happening again, of taking everybody in, because remember, when you talk about when you talk about Nazi Germany, all right, the Jews are fleeing Sweden since the Muslims hate them, and, and we do nothing about it. Yeah. Well, we're having some problems with, uh, with anti-Semitism here in, in our country, too. Uh, we have a politician, her name is Imam, uh, Eon, Imam or Omar, and she's a fucking cunt from Minnesota who says some real stupid anti-Semitic shit and um, not a fan of hers. So, yeah, when what you're saying is, uh, it's weird though. I don't think it's Nazi Germany, although I can see your, your tie-in with white, your white nationalistic pride. Um, but it's the reason the Jews are fleeing Sweden isn't because of the Nazism or the, the white nationalism that you're talking about. This extreme right-wingism is, it's because you, as to what you're stating, it's because the Muslims hate them or the extremists or the moderates or whatever you want to call them. Apparently, it's not the Swedes that hate the Jews. It's another another religion that was mostly that mostly comes from the immigration that's happened, the mass immigration that's happening there. I am Maury 912. I'm very sorry to hear about it. And I know what's going on in your country, but I did need to get confirmation from you about what was actually happening. Uh, if you want to send me more information, um, first of all, I do want to keep it this somewhat positive. Although it's just, I would like to know more information. If you want to send me some information, detailed, whatever, you can uh, hit, email me directly at positive sarcasm at outlook.com. I want, if you want to talk about more stuff in detail about your country, what's great, what's not, what you can do better. Yeah. But you said, but good things are starting to happen. Great. I want you to send me that info. I'd like to hear more about what's happening in your country. Um, just in general, I like to get to know an idea of who you are, what you know, what you what you like, what you don't like, what you do online, who you like to troll, uh, what information you like to seek out, who your who who your friends, foes, fans of. Uh, send me that information at positivesarcasmatalk.com. I'd like to get a better idea of who you are, where where your strong points are, where your flaws are, where we maybe agree and disagree, and then maybe we can come together and create a balance, create a conversation, you know, create a collaboration. Because you know, I get. A lot of the music that I use uh, comes from overseas. Um, you know, comes from guys like White Sands and Fox Sailor. These these great you know YouTube composers. They make amazing music, and I'd like to have you guys around for a long time. You know, it's not that I'm about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's not that I'm against immigration. 
I'm not. Okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a Sicilian Jew. Okay. My grandfather, you know, my, my great grandfather came out on a boat through Ellis Island. All right. My mother's family, you know, bolted from fucking, uh, from Russia before the shit really, really went down. You know, Fiddler on the Roof, it's a lot. There's a lot to do with that. They had to flee Russia from Stalin uh, and Khrushchev, and they ended up here. So some of them went to Israel. Some of them went, you know, came here. So we're all off the boat, all fresh off the boat. Um, so we understand what it's like to not be accepted once we get here, but we learn to adapt and make our own ways. Nobody hires you. You start your own business. You do whatever you can. Don't complain. Just keep digging. Uh, let's see. But finally, Maury912 says so it might get better, uh, but there is always a limit. I hear you, dude. Send me more information. I want to hear more about you. Or if you got a link or whatever or whatever you do, let me know what you're up to and uh, keep in contact. And, uh, you know, thanks for being part of this conversation. We've been going on this for about 20 minutes now. Um, so you've, you've kind of killed some of the articles. I'm going to do uh, I'm gonna do one article. I'm going to do one article, and then we're going to jump to the review of, if you're not a fan of comic book movies, well, I hear you. It's a, it's, there's been like 20 of them. We're going to review Avengers Endgame. We're, we'll, we'll close on that, maybe a little more Q&A, and then we'll close up shop. We're at eight, uh, 42 minutes, so... All right. So, let's get to some positive shit. Uh, if you guys want to jump in on the live stream, they're more than welcome to. If you guys want to hit me up directly on all my Instagrams or whatever, however you want to contact me, okay? I just, I, I'm, this is great. This is the conversation I've been looking forward to. Thank you to everybody who's been trolling, whether they've been family or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, Maury912, you're definitely not family, but you are a friend. Uh, friend sometimes friends are more, more fun. Uh, let's see. Coming to store shelf. Which one do we want to talk about? That one I've been stop assuming the intellectual dark web, blah blah blah. Let's see. This one, this one I think I don't know if I talked about this one. I'm gonna talk about it again though. This one's kind of fun. This or actually, wait a minute. Sorry. I got a couple. Uh sunscreen. Okay. Let's do this one. Hold on. Let me grab the big laptop. Oh, here it comes up. <laughs> All right. This is from AP News. Uh Joseph Pisani. Coming to a store shelves. Cameras that guess your age and sex. Oh, Jesus. Uh, eyeing that can of soda in the supermarket cooler, or maybe you're craving a pint of ice cream, a camera could be watching you. This is actually, this is some fucking dark mirror shit. I've actually, I wanted to repeat this. I think I've said, talked about this article, but I want to talk about it again. Uh, but it's not there to see if you're stealing. These cameras want to know you and what you're buying. Uh, it's a new technology. This is, of course, on AP News. You can look it up. Uh, it's a new technology being trotted out to retailers where cameras try to guess your age, gender, or mood as you walk by. The intent is for the information to show you targeted real-time ads and on-store video screens. Companies are pitching retailers to bring the technology into their physical stores as a better way to compete with online rivals like Amazon that are already armed with troves of information on their customers and their buying habits. I've actually started buying less and less from Amazon, and I do not walk into Whole Foods. Why the fuck would I want to go spend $2 more just so I come away with one of those baggies? With store cameras, you may not even realize you're being watched unless you happen to notice penny-sized lenses, and that raised concerns over privacy. Quote, the creepy factor here is definitely a 10 out of 10, said Pam Dixon, uh, the executive director of World Privacy Forum, a nonprofit that researches privacy issues. At the National Retail Federation trade show in New York earlier this year, a smart shelf on display by Mood Media tried to detect happiness or fear as people stood in front of it. Information a store could use to gauge Reaction to a product on the shelf or an ad on a screen. Oh, boy. 
information a store could use to gauge reaction to a product on the shelf or an ad on the screen. Cineplex Digital Media showed off video screens that can be placed in malls or bus stops and try to tell if someone is wearing glasses or sporting a beard. I'm sporting a beard for this week, by the way. So shout out to the beard guys or girls. Ooh, check your hormones. Um, which in turn can be used to sell ads for new frames or razors. The screens can also be placed at a drive-thru. A minivan pulling into a fast food restaurant, for example, might get an ad for a family-sized meal on the video screen menu. For now, the cameras are just in a handful of stores. Now I know why P. Diddy always wears fucking sunglasses wherever he goes. He doesn't want the cameras to get him. I'm going to start doing that. Whenever I walk into Home Depot and we pick up some random guy shit, I'm going to be wearing sunglasses all the fucking time. Mirrored ones, too. Because, you know, I'm cool like that. Need need for speed. Kroger, uh, for those of you in Sweden, actually, I think Kroger's a Swedish supermarket, too, uh, has 2,800 supermarkets, is testing cameras. I don't know. I'm making shit up. Is testing cameras embedded in a price sign above shelves in two stores of the suburbs outside Cincinnati and Seattle. Video screens attached to the shelves can play ads and show discounts. Kroger said the cameras should guess shoppers' age and sex, but the information is anonymous. It's never anonymous. That is a bit over the top. <laughs> Mori912 says a bit over the top. I've already blown right past what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the article. Um, yeah. If the test works out well, the company said it could expand into other locations. Walgreens, which has more than 8,000 drugstores uh, in, in the United States, installed cooler doors with beverages and sensors at six locations, six locations in Chicago, New York, San Francisco, and Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington. Instead of the usual clear glass doors that allow customers to see inside, there are video screens that display ads along with a cooler's contents. Oh, swell. Timmy, stream's looking good, but you could look into stream elements. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I will get into that. Um, I'll catch up with you on that in a little bit. Uh, I just got new advice about uh, how to Twitch stream. Um, you know, because... I'm 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 good with the monologue, but when it comes to other things, yeah, I definitely, you know, ooh, starting to sweat. It's this jacket. Uh, let's see. Door handles a camera. Yeah, this is fucked out. All right, that's that's this is fucked out. Okay, number one, they say. Uh, let's see. Mori nine one two responds. Amazon did something like this, didn't they? Yes, they did, and they will probably do it more, especially in their Whole Foods stores, where it wasn't the cashier or anything. They used cameras, and you paid with the Amazon app. See, they're are conveniences to it but at the end of the day uh there is a limit i do have a limit with the things that i will do okay and the places i will go to if i don't trust something i will absolutely pull away from it um i'm definitely a, i'm definitely a big fan of e ebay i'm not the biggest fan of amazon that's for damn sure so i will not use amazon as much i mean there are some cool things about it but the trust there's definitely a trust issue here if you have cameras all over the place and they're trying to guess your age and guess your sex guess your mood, guess whatever, and they, and yes, if it is monitoring you, okay, more, more than likely, it's gonna find, then it's gonna be like, okay, they're gonna wanna find out if you're a return customer, uh, if you, what you, and they're gonna take your face and find out what you bought last time, maybe you're missing something, I don't care about that shit, get out of here, Yahoo, um, it's going to be connected in many ways, shape, or form. And the information is not anonymous. The reason the information is not anonymous is because if there's information to be had, chances are somebody with a, with a negative agenda is going to want to steal that info. Okay? They want to tap into that. So if you have a live stream going of a camera in a store, 
that company's gonna that company or that rogue hacker is gonna want us to dive into it because there's gonna be additional information tapped into it. For example, if you go to Starbucks and you pay with your app, that's another thing. Okay, you're not running RFD RFID blockers on your on your cell phone or you're using their Wi-Fi service. Somebody taps into it, takes your information. Okay. There is a limit. You have to understand that you can't, oh, this is so convenient. It all, none of it is free. It all comes at a price. It de- and it just depends on what you're willing to pay with, with cash or with your privacy. Maury912 responds, wouldn't it be a big surprise if they already do that and then sell that to others? I got the, uh, but in the mail, I will respond to that in a little bit. Uh, and sell it to others. Yeah, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise to me. They would absolutely do that. And they just started doing that. I noticed it in the Home Depot. I'd walk by it and this camera would go ding. I'm like, okay, so it already senses that I'm going by. What is it sensing? So I'm like, fuck it. Um, I'm not going to listen to it. I can't, I can't jeopardize that there's a lot of that information out there. You don't know what's happening. That's the scary part. You just ignore it. Chances are the cameras are already there. You have to... There is a limit to what you should be able to uh, take of the user information. Yeah, you there's there's some things you just can't. Amazon just can't do. All right, Amazon is not big with lumber. Uh, the prices at Home Depot are already very low. There are companies out there that just can't. Like for example, Best Buy was getting its ass kicked by Amazon and eBay, but because Best Buy started focusing on its customer service, Best Buy is now doing better than ever. And because they added that human element, the human element, okay? They got they have a large employee uh, presence at Best Buy. They are doing just fine. They are not going anyway. They did it to close some stores. They did have they did have an iffy there uh, iffy time there for a while, but they focused on their on their customers and the human element through their employees. And now they're doing perfectly fine. Whereas other companies like Sears we're not focusing on that. Their customer service always sucked. It was always sales mini and they fell apart because of it and deservedly so because their prices also sucked. JC Penney's could go one way or another. Uh, let's see. Mori912. I know a chain here used to use cameras to keep data about how people moved around in the store so they could plan it better. See, there's a fine line there. I understand you're trying to make you're, you're, you're in the business to make money. But in order to make money, you should not be jeopardizing. That's okay. You should, as a business, you should do whatever it is you can to make money. As long as you're not jeopardizing the privacy and security integrity of your consumers. Once you do that, you're not consumer driven. You're not really consumer driven. Okay, you're putting their personal information at risk, and that's. That's not good because at the end of the day, if any of that information gets leaked out, you're going to pay a huge fine. You're going to be held liable. And since, and you know, it's true, all kingdoms crumble. And if that's the case, if you're a large chain and you shit like that happens, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Okay. Some get away with it. Like for example, um, Equifax, those pricks that freaking, they had a huge data breach and they're the ones who check credit reports. I don't want those fucks checking my credit ever again. I should block them and not be allowed and not have them. They shouldn't be allowed to check my credit since they had a massive data breach. They got away, in my opinion, scot-free, even though they had a massive lawsuit on their hands, but yet they're still allowed to check people's credits. I don't think they should be allowed to, but they still do. Uh, is that the same thing? Wouldn't be? Yeah, he already responded to that. Okay. So 
Uh, let's see. At Walgreens in New York, a sign above the rack of wine said that the store is testing cameras and sensors. Do not identify you or any store images. The signs don't say where the cameras or sensors are, but it, it does have a web address for the privacy policy of cooler screens that makes the com that company that makes the doors. Uh, Calvin Johnson, who was looking for a Snapple, said he visited a store before but didn't notice the cameras until a porter pointed them out. He, he said, quote, I don't like them at all. Well, instant fear. Another shopper said he notices the lenses while grabbing a Diet Coke, but isn't concerned since the cameras are hard to avoid. There's one on each corner. Da-da-da-da-da. I think most important thing you can do to tech is make sure people know. Well, yeah, if they're aware. Well, you shouldn't be aware. I'm just going to make you aware that we're taking your information and we're going to use it to make more money and somebody could possibly hack into it and steal your info and use it against you. Yeah, but as long as you know, yeah, that's fine. Get your fucking cameras out. Uh, for now, we are, quote, on the, on the creepy side of the scale. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. So, all right, that's enough of that. So basically, my suggestion to you, uh, let's see, what is, what is he, Maury 912, LOL, sure as hell they use Face ID on people that then use like, data on Facebook, on Google to get, uh, yeah, of course, absolutely. If you use like, uh, a, not AOL Instant Messenger, geez, how far back do I date? He's, he's correct. If you're using like Facebook um, Instant Messenger or whatever, Generally, the 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 context, the content of that information is used by Facebook, and it will and that conversation is used to target you with ads. So that conversation is not actually private. That information in that content is used to target you later. But at the end of the day, it's either to a push an agenda or to b to make money. Normally, it's about to make money. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. As far as like the safest way to make conversation, call somebody. And say or text them and say, hey, I'll meet you here in about 20 minutes. That's the best way to do it. And, oh, and of course, turn your phone off. Your phone should be off. Because all phones are listening nowadays. And I think that the best thing you can do if you're just gonna have a long conversation or just be hang out with friends, turn your freaking phone off. Okay, because those Amazon Echo Dots are definitely listening. Unless there's an Amazon Echo Alexa around. Exactly, dude. I'm telling you. Turn those things off. Get those smart speakers out of your house. Get them out of your house. They're fucking terrible for you. They are absolutely listening. You don't need them. There's absolutely no reason. There is no legitimate reason for you to actually have those things in your house unless you are a fucking total lazy fuck. There is no reason why you can't have a computer designated to go look up information. Okay, you do not need it. You do not need those, those fucking bitches in your house. Bixby, Siri, uh, Alexa, Google. You don't need them. Cortana, they're all chicks. See, told you, that to ruin you. Uh, all right, what is that? 55 minutes. We're going to jump to... We're going to finish up with a movie review here. All right. I am uh, rubbing my hands right now, sorry. Been a long... Been on quite the day. Um, finally, Sunday. The culmination and possibly, possibly the last movie I will ever see of Marvel Comics. Avengers Endgame, 2019, 8.9 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Uh, after the, the event, the summary, of course, where were you? After the devastating events of Avengers Affinity War, which was last year, the universe is in ruins. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers assembled once more in order to undo Thanos' action and restore order to the universe. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Writers, Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFarley, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much starring everybody who knows how to wear uh, costumes. So this movie, they finally cranked it down to about just over three hours long. 
So the first thing we did was we ate. It was me and two other people. Uh, spandex, yeah. Um, the first thing we did was we ate, and then we bathroom break. We bathroom planned because I do not leave the theater to go use the bathroom at all. This was three hours. You just don't drink anything. Eat. If you go and eat, don't drink any water. Eat your food. Your food will absorb the water. And as long as you don't drink anything else, it won't spill over to your bladder and you won't have to like leave during like a crucial battle scene, which there's a huge one in there. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsler, Scarlett Johansson, and Jeremy Renner. And then, of course, you have Don Cheadle, Benedict Cumberbatch, Paul Rudd, Chadwick Boseman, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Karen Gillan, Zoe Sedania, Evangeline Lilly, and pretty much every other fucking person on the planet. This movie cost $356 million to produce. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of money. That's just for the production budget. That's to pay the people, the staff, the crew, the, all that shit. That's the production budget. That does not include uh, uh, press tours. That does not include um, advertising at all. Advertising is a little bit cheaper now because of the fact you can just throw something up on YouTube. But to get it on TV, yeah, you got to pay a shit ton of money to get those things up there. Plus, they had uh, they had a spot on the Super Bowl for this movie. So that probably cost a few million. So tack that on there. This movie probably cost and told well over $400 million to put together. So here's the thing. Before we even talk about the movie, the domestic box office, this movie is now the highest... And when I say domestic to anybody who lives who's outside the country is listening, domestic total is United States, six hundred and thirty-one million dollars. It's already six, over six hundred thirty-two. So right now, it's probably six hundred and forty million dollars it made. It's uh, it's opening weekend three over three hundred fifty million, the highest domestic opening weekend ever for a movie. Six hundred thirty six hundred forty million dollars. That puts it like number two in the all-time domestic movie list. In another week, week and a half, it will be the highest grossing domestic U.S. movie ever. It's at $2.2 billion. That blows past freaking The Force Awakens, which had a massive opening. Next on the list is actually domestic total as of May 6, 2019. We're going to check that out, actually. Let's go to Avenger. We're gonna click on that. If you want the, if you want a lot of these information, a lot of the stats on this, you just need to go to boxofficemojo.com. Marvel knows how to make those dollars. Well, they definitely put, they definitely hit a sour note with Captain Marvel, but for the most part, this was a, we were dealing with something completely different here. So Avengers versus Star Wars, because The Force Awakens made a ton of cash. See, Star Wars, the folks that rake the. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, domestically made $936 million, just in the United States alone. So uh, as far as the Avengers Endgame, can it make $936 million domestically? I don't know. That's a good question. So can it be the all-time great in the United States? That's a good question. It's still got $300 million to go, just under $300 million to go. As far as worldwide... Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens was over $2 billion. It's already blew past that. However, there's Avatar. Avatar was a movie that in three consecutive weekends, it made over $70 million. 
Avatar was a weird one, but it just kept making money, kept making money, kept making money. Just did not stop. It smoked for like months, anybody who came and stepped in its way. It was all amazing. It might even be Avatar. I believe it will beat Avatar. As a matter of fact, I think it will blow by Avatar. And we're about to look up, uh, let's see, all times. We're about to look up domestically, rated R, opening weekends. Let's see, worldwide, Avatar, $2.7 billion. $2.788 billion for Avatar. Avengers Endgame is sitting at 2.2. It's been out for two and a half weeks. Okay, two and a half weeks. It's already at two point two billion. All it needs is another five hundred billion, five hundred million dollars worldwide, and it will be the all-time domestic, all-time worldwide box office movie ever. Number one, Titanic, two point uh, two point one, Force Awakens, two, Avengers: Infinity War, two, Jurassic World, one point six, Avatar. 500 million away. It'll absolutely do it, without a doubt. Uh, but that's just box office money uh, until Avatar. Avatar 2, I think that's 2020. I don't think we're going to see that for a while. And you know what? I don't know if that will even be... I don't even know if Avatar 2 would be, would beat Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame is probably going to end up somewhere between $3 billion. $3 billion. So if it beats... Uh, Domestic, if it if it makes all time domestic gross and worldwide, it'll be three billion dollars. And I have no idea if Avatar two, by the time it comes out, adjusted for inflation or whatever, whether or not it'll actually be, it'll hit that, those numbers. It's just I don't know. It really depends on how good the movie is, how epic the movie is. Because as far as epic, your what you did was you put a bow. Infinity War was epic. This was the bow on that. Everybody wanted to know what was going to happen. This, it, and I don't know, this is the culmination of all the characters that everybody grew up on over an extended period of time. 50 to 75 years of comic book characters all of a sudden finally came together in this giant war. And you knew some of them weren't going to come out. You knew they were going to be deaths. I'm not going to spoil any of it because maybe some of you guys are going this weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a lot, my review of it is this, it's a lot of money, well not a lot of money, three hours is plenty of time to tighten up a bow on a movie, they had more than enough time, they didn't shrink it down to two hours and 30 minutes, they gave it three hours to tie everything up, get the humor in, get the plot points in, get the emotion in, stretch everything out, and still... If they if they put an extra 20 minutes on top of that, I would have been perfectly fine. If this movie was three hours and 30 minutes, I still would have been perfectly fine with it. Okay, this was a saga. This was a huge saga, just this movie itself. The amount of teams that were involved, going in multiple different directions, doing different things. I think it would have been even better. I think it even would have been an even better movie if it was longer. Three hours and 30 minutes. Braveheart was a long-ass movie. You know, I'm fine with that. But for the amount of time, the first hour of it definitely was its own movie, for sure. And then the second part was the buildup. Yeah, the extended, there's an extended version of this. Holy shit. The only movie that did not, 
I, that was really, really long. That was four hours. The extended cut was Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. That was a sh- I did not like that movie at all. And the second one was okay, but really a long movie that just it just 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 doldrums. It was dull. It was dreary. This movie it it airs out everything that happened in Infinity War, and then it builds up the plan, and then it executes this epic epic scene at the end where everybody shows up to play i have never in my life seen a movie where all these characters and all this movement has come together so beautifully it was chaos absolute chaos and despite all the chaos, they found these moments in between the chaos that made you cheer, that made you laugh, that made you sadly cry. Sadly cry. I wore sunglasses the whole movie because I didn't want Zach to see me cry. I love these characters. I respect them. Even Brie Larson in this movie. I did not like everything she said or anything. I didn't. I don't fucking care. But her character was dulled down in this movie so that the other characters could shine. Because at the end of the day, this movie was about three characters. Three. See that? Three. Three characters only. Steve Rogers, who's Captain America. Tony Stark, who's Iron Man. And uh, Thor, who's, well, just Thor. (laughs) So those are the three characters. They were the original three movies. And it started with them and it ended with them. And in the order you'd expect them to, especially. So keep that in mind. But the way it ended, and as far as there was an argument on Twitter about LGBTQ representation, that was bullshit. Just fucking the handoffs and the way the movie ends and what you may or may not expect or these people that are maybe passing the torch or whatever. A lot of respect. Nicely done. Um, it was a soft passing of the torch to whatever was being done. It was just there was a lot to there was a lot of ways that this could have easily gone wrong. Uh, as far as uh, Hulk, Mori nine one two talks about they dissed Hulk. Hulk, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wanted to. I don't think Hulk got to do as much as I wanted him to do. The Hulk got over not overshadowed. He just his character became a pussy. The original Hulk I loved, the Incredible Hulk. He was angry, he was aggressive, he was the badass in in the Avengers. The original Avengers. He was good in Thor Ragnarok, he was aggressive. He was the Incredible Hulk. But in Infinity War and in he just became this pacifist mostly. And it just didn't he didn't do anything for me. So Mark Ruffalo's character as the Hulk did not do anything for me. That one was a wasted effort. But as far as Thor's character, is is Thor's character has finally found its place in where it belongs. Um, a lot of the newcomers have found their place in where they belong. And as far as the main ones, Steve Rogers, uh, Tony Stark, and Thor, I mean, you know, Thank you for 
making sure that the contract stuff worked out, that you didn't bitch and moan too much, that you knew that at the end of the day, it was about, you knew you were going to get paid. Okay. You knew you were going to get paid. You knew this was going to be a big deal. You knew you were going to get a ship ton in cash, that your legacy would be intact forever. You knew that. And you made sure that that was, you made sure that the fans of the franchise came first. And I'm super appreciative for that because of the amount of times that this, these characters in this franchise was abused so much with shitty spinoffs and shitty remakes and shitty reboots. This was done right. And this was done, this was done despite, I'm sure ones could argue that there was some timeline stuff that was no good or if one thing happened, then it should affect the other. That can be discussed later on. Somebody can come to me and tell me scientifically that can't happen. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but letting this breathe for the last few days since I've seen it, letting it breathe, I have to say the ultimate conclusion of this movie compared to The Dark Knight Rises, completely different. Dark Knight Rises was ultimately disappointing. Whereas this movie ended in such a way with such a with such a crescendo and the most beautiful send-off. I was thoroughly impressed. I'm thoroughly thankful. Um I don't know whether to give it four st- four out of five stars or a solid five stars. I don't know. But I was thoroughly entertained. I was on board the whole time and you you know at the end you blew me away i mean just like I, my hands were on my head in the theater i'm like holy shit this is insane and it just it was it was a long it's like when a comedian who who delivers a slow oncoming joke like just this delivery it's coming it's coming and finally delivers the punchline and you're like you just Bust out laughing. You pee yourself. This one, this joke or this plot line or these moments have been building up for like 20 movies. And finally you get them and it just, it releases. You finally exhale in this movie as you charge into that final battle scene. And just epic saga. Absolutely epic saga. Um, I do have to see it again. I think I'm going to have to watch all four again. Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron and then Infinity War and Endgame. I'm going to have to watch them again. Because they just... I cannot believe... First of all, the when I saw The Avengers, when that came out in 2012, that was the most entertaining movie I've ever seen. It was so much fun to watch. I had a blast making it. The comedy was amazing. The comedy was killing me in that movie because it was so quick, so quick, so quick. It just had me dying. And the and the and the fight scene at the end, fantastic. And then Age of Ultron, yeah, they kind of fucked up a little bit. They came right back with Infinity War and they came back hard. Uh, but in this one, they just overdid it. They just they overdid it even more, blew the pants off of this of, of the of this of the crowd. And the send-off was amazing. Captain America is by far my favorite character. The way that these characters were treated was with so much respect. So, shout out to Stanley. 
the late great Stan Lee. Shout out to all the main Avengers, the original Avengers, and all their movies and everything they've done uh, for the Marvel comic universe. It was a hell of a run, hell of a run. And even though this may be the last Marvel movie I ever watched, because it's a lot to take in, uh, the only one I skipped was Captain Marvel. The rest of them I watched. Thank you for, uh, you know, 10 to 15 great years of freaking awesome movies. It was a great journey. And thank you to the actors, Robert Downey, uh, you know, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, all, you know, um, Scar Joe, who I love. I love Scar Joe. So I appreciate it. It was fucking awesome. And thanks. I, I do. I, I appreciate it. So. Um, coming towards the end, we're about a minute, an hour and 13 minutes. I want to thank everybody on, uh, Ooh, what was going on there? I want to thank everybody on the stream chat for, uh, positive sarcasm.com on Twitch, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Thank you to Maury912, Maury912. Please send me more information and more statistics, more new stuff. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can send me more information there. Um, I've been more than happy to actually do, uh, look up some articles or whatever if you want me to, and I can possibly do them on the next live stream uh possibly talking about sweden and some of its culture maybe things you want me to take notice of and i'll be i'll be more than happy to at least check it out you know uh but to all you else i'm going to read into your other information that you send me slide to my dms if you want instagram twitter facebook uh positive you can contact me directly at the website uh yeah and of course if you want to donate to this universe i've been working on I've been transferring tons and tons of data from one computer to another. Uh, so I've been working with all these this, these freaking hard drives. I got like 15 hard drives. I'm trying to transfer everything. It's been a pain in the ass. But I'm going to get it done because I got a lot of data I need to back up because I got new videos I'm working on, new projects and shit. So that stuff's got to get done. And I need a place to put it. I can't put it on my laptops. So I don't like doing that. Laptops can get stolen. Desktops can't. Um, and they're mostly off most of the time. So you can't, you can't hack into them. Ha ha. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, minds, minds.com. You can donate to positive sarcasm at outlook.com, uh, out, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Any amount. I really do appreciate it. This has been a great year. You got a website. Yeah, I do. Positive sarcasm.com. Bro. Also got a YouTube channel. You can go to, you go to YouTube, go to positive sarcasm. You can subscribe there. You can check out all my stuff. You can see the two years of craziness that was my 100 vlog episodes, 100 episode vlog run that I'll hopefully drop some new shit on there too. I got all kinds of stuff. I just, uh, I just, I just updated some, uh, a new, threw up some new posing music. I got all kinds of stuff. So if you guys want to reach me in any way, shape or form, you can absolutely do that. I'm also on, you know, YouTube, social media, my website at positive sarcasm.com. You can email me directly this, uh, episode is available on itunes stitcher podcast addict google play music can't click the can't click the picture in the in your bio what bio of my website well just go to positive bro there should be a thingy there and no link wait no link on my bio i meant info well just go to positive i'll fix it i think is it broken i'll check it out anyways I got to finish up this podcast, so I got to edit that later. So I'm going to close up the podcast. The live stream, I'm going to stay on for another couple of minutes, make sure all the loose ends are tied up. But I am going to end the podcast. Uh, so I thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing. Do everything you can. I appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget, building an empire out of spare parts. I will talk to you guys all next week. 
This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.